welcome to the Cotton Club crew. Um, well, no crew here today, but I, I'm Kendall. Uh, y'all have been listening to me for a little while now um, on the basketball front, and that's not going to change today. I'm talking some strictly hoops. Um, there's just a couple things that I want to talk about today. Uh, really, we're going to start, I'm just going to talk about Texas Tech just got a new commit uh, from Arizona State forward Warren Washington. Uh, great addition. Uh, me and Mike talked about it a couple days ago uh, about what it would mean for Tech to get a commit from him. But now we're going to move forward and talk about what it does mean now that Tech got the commitment. And I just kind of want to talk about Grant McCaslin. Um, you know, because there's been <laughs> a lot of talk on Twitter in tech Twitter recently about, uh, you know, people getting worried because he hasn't been active, hasn't been super engaging. And I just kind of want to talk about that and him in general and kind of try to ease some people uh, down from whatever they're thinking about McCaslin. But without any uh, further ado, let's talk, let's talk about Warren Washington. I... Since the last recording, I've gotten to sit down and watch a little more film on Warren Washington. Um, you know, he is a seven-footer, but he's not like a super thick seven-footer. He is he's seven-foot, 225, um, but he's very built. He is super athletic, great frame. But the thing I love about this guy, so he averaged 1.8 blocks last season at Arizona State. He's well-seasoned. Um, he's a great defender, but there's so much potential on the offensive side of the ball. You know, he's been average double digits when he was at Nevada stick hung around that nine point frame at, uh, Arizona state, but let's just kind of talk about some of the statistics that he has, um, that to me are very, very top tier. And we're going to start with the uh, with the block total. He had 60 total blocks last year. Um, that comes in 34 games played. Uh, 34 games started too. So this guy is experienced. Um, he's just... He's really skilled when it comes to the defensive side of the ball. Because uh, one thing I noticed... Yes, he's a great rim protector. But one thing that's going to be so great to have... He's a 7-footer... That's really good with his feet, and I'm not taking a shot at any of the past project centers, but it let's be real. Tech has had a problem here dating back to probably the year after the Final Four run of getting centers that weren't ready to play at this level, and we had to kind of force them into a position that in reality they just weren't ready for but also just a position that tech probably needed a little more experienced talent there for the some of those teams to go more over the top and the guys I'm talking about Russell Chiwa Love the guy, Big Russ. He is doing significantly better at South Florida. I actually think he did enter the portal. Don't know if he's committed anywhere. Andre Savrasov went to Georgia Southern with Brian Berg. Uh, you know, he he had a solid, solid couple years there. I think he's still there, if I'm not mistaken. 
Vlad Golden. We saw when he went to a smaller school, he just went to the Final Four with Florida Atlantic, and he was the talk of the Elite Eight game against Kansas State. Like He was the reason FAU won that basketball game because of how good he was, but he wasn't ready when he was at Tech. And the latest addition to this list, Daniel Bacho. Bacho was significantly further along than those guys that I just mentioned. Like he was a uh, not as raw, but he still had his moments. He still wasn't the best when it came to technique and footwork and staying under control. But when you look at Warren Washington, he has those intangibles that can be very successful right off the bat because he is good on his feet. He is athletic. He is a very smart basketball player, and there's not much tweaking you have to do to his game, more so you can rely on him to be a veteran leader. And that's a really important piece to getting this commit. And, you know, I just want to give a shout-out Like, look at this transfer class so far. As little talk as Tech is getting, they've had three guys come to visit and three guys commit. That's that's extremely difficult to do. I'm talking about not only Warren Washington, but Chance McMillan and Darian Williams. And those three guys are going to be the start of what McCaslin is building because the things that these three guys have in common... When you go watch their film, they are good on both sides of the ball. They are probably a little better on the defensive side of the ball than they are on the offensive side, but they're also all very versatile. You know, they are lengthy. They're athletic. They can guard more than likely with McMillan and Williams. They can guard one through four, and I would say Warren Washington can guard one through five because of not only his size, but his athleticism and footwork can help him guard on the perimeter when he needs to. So, you know, this this group of transfers, it is almost what Tech was missing for most of last season because let's look at some of the people that left. You lose Jalen Tyson. That is a huge blow. He is literally the thing, the, the one type of player that, you know, Tech was falling on last year, and there were a lot of times he showed that potential to be that star player with his athleticism, his ability to guard a lot of positions. You lose Fardaz Amak, which, yes, <laughs> There's a lot of fans out there. I know what you think about Fardaz Amak. But, you know, he when he played, he was a solid body out there. He he contributed. He The team was noticeably different when he was out there. But the downside of having Amak was when he got switched down the perimeter, he was a liability. Like that, that just point blank, he was a liability defensively when he got switched. But that was kind of, I don't want to say negated bringing in Washington, but Washington isn't going to give you 20 and 10, not at least not consistently. He could have a game or two where he, he breaks out and gets close to those numbers, but he is not going to do that consistently. But what he will do, he can give you 10 and 5, plus he can give you that shot blocking that Tech hasn't had in a while. And those are the two major 
major losses that Tech had. Daniel Bacho obviously departed. Still, There's still a couple roster spots that I know Coach McCaslin is going to fill. But speaking of, let's, let's just move on to the uh, Coach Grant McCaslin talk, all right? So there's been a ton of talk about McCaslin. And it's a lot of gripes that certain fans have had issues with. Let's let's kind of go through the list of what people have talked about that I've seen on Twitter. Um, I've seen people talk about the fact that he's not active on Twitter. I've seen people talk about the fact that, um, you know, he hasn't announced a lot of staff members early on in this process. And it just hasn't been a lot of flash to what McCaslin has been doing. It's just been kind of moving under the radar. But, you know, when we when we sit there and you think about some of these things, think about some of these gripes. Let's go, let's start with the Twitter thing. Coach McCaslin is very obviously not super active on Twitter. And I think the reason that's a problem for some Tech fans is because the last two coaches and Mark Adams and Chris Beard were very active on Twitter. Uh, Mark Adams, not as much. But, you know, McCaslin... He he's not very active, but here's the thing I have to say to the the fans that might have an issue with that. I think there are certain coaching styles, and Joey McGuire he is fantastic at using Twitter and social media for specific things and engaging with the fan base, and that's why we love him. But let's look at the flip side of things. Look at a guy like Tid or uh, Tadlock. He he doesn't use social media very often whatsoever. Um, he's not super active on there. But he has a very successful program that Tech fans have grown to love. And as much as it can be a little infuriating that you know McCaslin hasn't necessarily been engaging with the fans on Twitter, you also have to think about the fact it's it's just not for everyone. Social media and that stuff is just not for everyone and that is never going to make or break whether someone is a good basketball coach or not like that it's just what it is but moving past that let's 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 keep talking about some of the things I've seen with McCaslin one of the things I've heard is that McCaslin is the basketball Matt Wells like are we are we really are we really saying things like that already like a, that's not true because Grant McCaslin's already secured multiple uh, transfer commits. He's gotten, he's already on the recruiting trail, hitting recruits up. Like it, that's one part of it. But also to call Grant McCaslin the Texas Tech or the basketball Matt Wells is just flat out stupid to me because Matt Wells, we hired him off of. A really good season at Utah State, but not a ton of crazy success in the past. Grant McCaslin is a tenured coach that has had success at every single stop he's ever been at. He just won 30 games at North Texas. And with all due respect to North Texas, they if you go back and look at their basketball history, 30 wins would have been almost unheard of. He won the NIT this past season, including game winning games over multiple Power 5 programs in Wisconsin, 
Oklahoma State. And Oklahoma State was on the road. And then let's move back a couple more years. McCaslin had UNT win their first ever NCAA tournament game with a victory over Purdue. So it's like there are certain gripes that I understand with this. But to, to, to act like McCaslin, who hasn't even coached a game yet, to call him the basketball Matt Wells is just, <sighs> it's just insane to me. But moving past those, I've seen a lot of fans be a little worried that there hasn't been many coaches announced. And yes, it's true that it is a little worrisome that we don't know what this entire coaching staff looks like yet. But I I got a good feeling that some news on that is coming. I think that now that the portal's closed and, you know, recruiting is it's still going at a rapid pace. But I think that McCaslin has his guys lined up of who he wants to hire. I just think it hasn't been made quote-unquote official yet. So I think we can stop worrying on that front. The coaches are coming. One name I do want to address, and I'm really, I've said it for my last couple pods now. I think that the big name that I would really, really like to get is Ben McCollum. Uh, I think that Ben McCollum is the epitome of a great basketball coach. I think that he would fit in great with this program. And I said it a couple days ago, I'll say it again. If Ben McCollum becomes an assistant coach at the D1 level, he becomes the best assistant coach at the D1 level at any school. Like that, I truly believe that. The guy has won five national championships at the Division II level, which, yes, it's Division II, but you still have to be a very talented coach to win five national championships at any level, much less pre- basically the second highest division in college basketball. So, that's that's how I feel about that. And I, it is a name that I would really, really like to see added. But, closing out this talk about McCaslin. I, I just think that he is a coach that I think everyone is going to grow to love. I think he'll be very successful at Texas Tech. Is it going to happen initially, right off the bat? Like, No, I'll be very straight up. I don't think it's going to happen right off the bat because I think it's going to take a little bit, but I think we're going to be much happier with this upcoming season's team than we were this past season under Mark Adams. Listen, this program, it's been going through a lot these last couple years. You know, it's, it's been the Texas Tech basketball name has been dragged through the mud and, and Coach McCaslin knows that. He knows the prestige of this program and he wants to bring it back to that. It's going to take a little bit of time. But I promise you, we the better days are ahead. And Coach McCaslin will help get Tech to those better days. I, I think an NCAA tournament berth is possible in his first season with this roster. I mean, you still have star power. You still got Pop Isaacs. You added Warren Washington. You added Darian Williams. You added Chance McMillan. Uh, Damarian Williams just announced he's coming back. 
Lamar Washington's coming back. Robert Jennings is coming back. Like these are high level talents that coming out of high school that uh, they just need the right coaching. And McCaslin is a relationships guy. You know, his players are going to fight for him. And I think he's going to fight for his players too. You know, I think that Tech got the right guy. And we're going to see it. But I would just, Tech Twitter just needs to chillax a little bit. Let the man do his job. You know, keep, let him keep doing what he does. Like, he was never going to be that flashy coach. All right. Listen, we all love Joey McGuire. But Joey McGuire is one of one when it comes to his energy. Like, Grant McCaslin, it's not fair to put those types of expectations on any coach to be that engaging with a fan base. Because Joey McGuire, you know, it comes natural to him. But it's not how every every coach coaches. And I think that McCaslin will engage with this fan base in different ways other than social media. I think that he is going to engage with students quite a bit. I think that he is going to make people within the program very happy compared to, you know, there was a lot of rumors that swirled about Mark Adams having issues with people within the program. I don't think that's going to happen with McCaslin because McCaslin is a great relationships guy. So let's just, everyone's got to be in this together. I think that uh, McCaslin will prove himself here soon. But like I, like I talked about, you know, we've gotten good recruits so far. Um, I think the best is ahead of us. Just, just let McCaslin do his thing. And uh, I think that we're going to be looking back at this time of the talks we've had about McCaslin as being just stupid. So, having said that, uh, this has been Kendall. I ran out at Solo Day. It's a shorter episode, I know. But I just kind of wanted to give my thoughts on that. Talk about the Warren Washington commit. Um, and just kind of try to simmer down the talks about McCaslin. Uh, but it... It's been a fun episode. Uh, I plan on getting back to these weekly. Uh, I want to do a kind of like a week in Texas Tech basketball. So if you if you like them, shoot me a DM on Twitter. Uh, you if you're listening to this podcast, you probably know uh, where my personal's at. Um, if you if you follow the uh, Cotton Club crew on Twitter, um, I'm on part of that Twitter. So if you want to DM the Twitter with any questions you have, any talking points you'd like me to to talk about, um, feel free. Uh, there's going to be a lot a lot of new content coming from my end. Uh, we just started a partnership at Viva with uh, with the Shot Quality team. So there's going to be a lot of new advanced statistics that I have access to to talk about. Um, so. You know, this has been really fun. Um, But until next time, this has been Kendall. I'll see you all later.